Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast. I just want to say, first of all, I'm sorry. This is the one of the first episodes where we've been late and not had an episode launch. at. Uh, I normally try to launch episodes at 5 a.m. every week, so you guys can listen on your way to work or at work or save them for Friday or whatever. And I failed you. And the reason why I failed you, it's Devin Leonard's fault. So um, you can all write him and say, why the hell did you do this to us? Uh, it's not really his fault. It's, it's his fault for a good reason. Uh, the whole story will come out on some podcasts and then some future podcasts in more detail. We, I was in Mexico hunting coos deer. Um, shout out to you guys who uh, subscribed to the Hunter's Box Club. That was Devin's bet. Hey, if you sell me 100 more boxes on Hunter's Box Club, I'll I'll pay for a coos deer hunt. And you're coming with me to Mexico. And you guys subscribed, and we hit that goal. And he's like, well, now you have to come with. So I went with. And we found the buck we wanted to kill on the last morning, which made me miss my flight. My wife thought the cartel killed me, all sorts of stuff, but I made it home. And so here I am running delayed. So I have not caught up from our South Africa hunting clinic. I'm still catching up from that. So shout out to you guys if you came and a bunch of you guys booked and have put deposits down already. And shout out to uh, everybody that we saw at ATA show and came up and said hi and high-fived us and hung out with us. So I'm catching up from that, and now I'm even catching up on Mexico. So I'm running a little behind. Um, yeah, right, bitch some more. That's exactly what I'm doing. But uh, to get on the episode, that's why we're late. I'm sorry. I'll make it up. We have a ton of great content coming. Some episodes I'm really excited about, actually. Um, and then some more that we're recording while these are waiting to launch. So the content is piling up in the best way possible, and we're just full-blown trying to full throttle in in 2023 here. So um, that being said, because I'm running late on this episode, I'm trying to get this out for your, for your Thursday afternoon so you can listen on Friday or next week or whatever. Um, I'm going to just go through. Uh, Doug's got a veteran mobile shout-out that he recorded and sent in to me so we can just get it rocking. And uh, I'm going to just run through our partners. There is some updated promo codes, and some of those are changing. So if a promo code's not working, um, it's because it's being it's in the process of being updated for the new year. So 
Uh, or if it was like 2022, tried a three on it, 2023. Um, but Elite Archery, uh, big time. That code changed. WCB 2023. Uh, Huntworth, WCB 15 is the code there. Scent Crusher, Old Barn Taxidermy, Loophole Optics, Trophy Line. The code was WCB. It is now WCB 2310. That's the new Trophy Line code, WCB 2310. Uh, Spy Point Trail Cameras, Camo Fire, Dialed Archery, Novix Tree Stands. I'm working on getting you guys an updated uh, code on that. It was WCB 22. I think we met that quota. Things are changing. I'm going to, here in the next couple episodes, I should have an updated code on that for you guys as well because you got to get in on those awesome tree stands. Uh, Thermoseat, code WCTS. That one has stayed the same for a while. Victory Archery, Grizzly Coolers and Box Blinds, code WCB. Uh, Pullback and Let Go, Combination Creative, uh, shout out to all our partners. Um, we got some fun podcasts coming in um, with some of our partners. Um, informative and fun and cutting up. I like to tap into the people behind these brands we work with because I think it, it shows some transparency of why we work with them. Like, yes, the products are good, but the people are good too. And that's what makes like working in this hunting industry so fucking awesome. Um, getting on to the episode, we recorded this one at the ATA show with Waddell and Nick Munt. And we did that in our working class bow hunter media room there at ATA. We missed T Bone on this one. Uh, T Bone's one of my favorite guys in the game. Um, I want to like drive down and see him and bring a bow to him and just hang out with him for a day. But uh, we got to do that. We got to get caught up with him. But unfortunately, he wasn't there. But we did get to catch up with Waddell and Nick. They're a ton of fun. And I'm just, you know what to expect from these guys. They're just full throttle all the time. So I'm going to quit rambling now. Here's Duck, Doug. Duck. Here's Doug with a mobile veteran shout out. We'll get to the intro. And here we go. Can you tell how frantic I am and just trying to get caught up in my voice? Um, I apologize for that, too. So thanks for being here and sticking with us. And uh, hope you enjoy this one. Hey, guys. Doug here with another mobile veteran shout out. This one's submitted by Todd Craig, and the veteran is Key Parker. It says he's in the Army. It says, Key is my father-in-law, and he is 76 years old, and he served 26 years. Wow, that's, that's amazing. From Vietnam to Desert Storm, he and my mother-in-law both took up archery to spend more time with us. He doesn't archery hunt, but it's a blast to shoot 3D with. So uh, thanks for doing that, Todd, and thank you for your service, Key. 26 years, that is, that is awesome. I'm Chase Ralston with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey guys, this is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Munt from Bow Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter. You're listening to the Working Class Bow Hunter. That's right. This is a podcast for Billy Joe Lunchbucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from The Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like Working Class Bow Hunter. It's really, really not that good. Working Class Bow I mean, jacked up as a snake and a weed eater, and I think he's part of. <laughs> forget the guy, the, the the defensive end. Who's that defensive end? Is so just a stud at Kansas City back in the eighties. 
Uh, Not Lawrence Taylor. I mean, no. He, he was a giant. He died. Yeah, it He's was, dead uh, now. Derek Thomas? Derek Thomas, yeah. Derek Thomas. DT. Yeah, Derek Thomas. That's what I used to call and, um, I wasn't around Hank were really tight, and I guess they just got just jacked, you know. And so he'd come out there, and he's like, country music singers uh, always <laughs> been a shit can family. <laughs> <laughs> and then he found it by the time he got to us, country boy can't survive. He, uh-huh. he was like, and a sunny boy can belie. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, even know his, didn't even know his own name. At it's that on point. YouTube. No, uh-uh. Dude, my mom said she saw Hank Jr. like in the 80s. She had like the OG Bocifa shirt that you're always like rocking. And, like, the, <laughs> yeah. The, remember we made the Steve knockoff Bocifa shirt? Did you ever see that one we made a Steve? No, I didn't oh, see fuck. that. Oh, fuck. I got to show it to you. It's hilarious. I would wear that. My mom had the OG <laughs> one she that. got. We can bring it back. It's pretty funny. He's got a cowboy hat on and everything. It <laughs> said like American. he was so drunk in the 80s that you couldn't understand any of the shit he was saying. I, I believe that. Mm-hmm. That's their lifestyle, man. Even yeah. in that one, he said, uh, remember on the tank tank, he said, we are young country. We love seafood. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of the concert I wanted to see. Those are the kind of idols we have, too. Yeah, that's it. I love Hank. Drunk, and, drunk and disorderly. Yeah. Oh, man. You ever watch Randall. old David Allen Co. Mm. concerts and shit? It's like, damn, what's that guy doing? <laughs> yeah, knows? he don't remember it either. <laughs> no, no. no, it's wild. Well, what's up, fellas? How man, you guys uh, been? Glad to be back with you boys, man. Feels like it's y'all been a long fa- time. I mean, I've said it forever. Y'all are our favorite podcast, man. We, we, I remember the first time I was on y'all's podcast. I think it was me, Nick, and T Bone. I mm-hmm. was like Jack, like it was pumped. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people want to make it Rogan. I wanted to make it on Working Class Bo. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, All right, easy. easy. No, I know, yeah, I know. We'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. We'll go with that. We'll just, allow it. I had to say something super nice because you'll be giving yeah. me a lot of bush yeah. light. Before okay. Yeah, right. yeah, butter you up. Butter yeah. you up. We'll, yeah, we'll, and, we'll Dougie, and Dougie doesn't have any crabs in his mustache. <laughs> but, 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 hey, check this out. Clean. Did you get this? <laughs> yeah, right just, now. Look at this right here. I don't know if the camera can pick oh, that up. Oh, jeez. Signature series. Yeah. This is not just the 10. That's two of two. With the ultimate. You signed another one? Next. And if you look at the signature on it, mm-hmm. it looks like it says Doug shit. <laughs> you know what it says? It says Walter Dishington. Yes. Mr. Dishington. It's Herbie Hand. I appreciate that. Hey, that doubles as bowstring wax, too. Uh, dude, I can see field. where that would work. Yeah, it can. I'm just looking out for the people. Exactly. Right on, right on. Exactly. Doing what he can. Yeah. Doing right. I'm going to keep it. Soup, I need it. It's a soup strainer. Exactly. <laughs> the old... Uh, Womb broom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one time, one time we, were, we were at. We were you heard that? Oh, yeah. I got we, we were at, uh, up in Wisconsin, uh, Hugh McAloon put on a show. He started this this show that we went up to. And is it? Uh, Deer Fest? Is that Deer the Fest, one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Wisconsin. And so West we, had, we, had, yeah, we had a huge line of people in this big, huge dude, like T-bone size, come up. And he's, man, he's got this freaking giant red beard. And he and I could see him coming from a long ways out because he's just a giant. And he came up there, and I said, "Man, I love that beard." I said, "I wish I could grow a beard like that." He goes, "That's not a beard." I go, "Really? What is it?" He goes, "It's a hayride for fat chicks." <laughs> That's pretty good. Hayride. <laughs> yeah, it was great. They should have got him an uh, NWTF. 
T-shirt to put on because I've always <laughs> said everybody thinks it stands for National Wild Turkey Federation. It's actually no woman too fat. <laughs> so, oh, damn. I, I just taught y'all something. <laughs> Doug's into that one. Everybody thinks you're going to come here and talk about deer hunting and yeah. get some tips. Nope. I mean, I hear enough of that. Man, I, I bought that, that vest, yeah, too. Exactly. <laughs> now he's going to now he's gonna let his whole beard grow out. <laughs> that he can't grow. Yeah, can't grow. yeah. yeah. that'll that. work out. We learned all kinds of new shit here in the last two minutes. <laughs> no woman too fat. <laughs> no woman. <laughs> I don't think I can look at National Wild Turkey Federation. Without you will not that. be able yeah. to. Nice. I, I said that at a banquet a couple of times. You know, I thought I was at, na- fun. at, at turkey this, banquets. And it's, and it's awkward. I used to be the national spokesperson, and then they fired me. So <laughs> maybe hey, well, but I thought hey. it was cute. I think it's cute. Hey, I National Wild Turkey cool. Federation needs a sense of humor, apparently. Yeah. They do, because, you know. They need love, too. Yeah, because I'm, right. the hunting industry, and I think that's what was the appeal to you guys. It seemed like y'all were bros and having a good time yeah. and talking and spitting some stuff that a lot of people didn't want to talk about, dropping a cuss word, mm-hmm. having a cold beer. Well, you think about it, that's what we do around a campfire, and oh, I yeah. think that's yeah. what I like. The most about it, not not. I mean, obviously, the serious part. We we cover some good hunting tips, and For y'all sure. do, and y'all talk some high end stuff about whether it's public or private or bow hunting or rifle, whatever. However, when it gets down to it, I do things because it's fun, man. Life sure. life, life is supposed to be fun. I yeah. mean, because we got enough. We're all survivors, you know. I mean, so yeah. we're just trying to get through every day is just another day we made it. So. Why not have fun? It's okay, and you can sure. have a lot of fun with your hunting buddies. That's why. That's why I got into hunting. The campfires. Shit, yeah. You know, yeah. The, the, well, the, the campfires like the the womb broom, the NWTF thing. Yeah. That, that, that's the, the campfire, dude. Like, oh, dude, it gets ride, worse than that. The hayride, yeah. yeah, and it gets way worse than that. It does. You man. know what's worse than that? When you're hunting with a buddy, like if you're glassing or you're one on one, the shit you get talking about. Oh God! Like we could. I mean. We probably do talk about it on our show, but, you know, you learn a lot about a dude and every chick he's ever banged for the last two oh, years God, in high yeah. school. You know what I mean? It's like how, where it goes, like how we end up on this conversation. But you're just like hanging out. Well, Doug and I drive connected. every trade show together, and I'm like, if we videoed that, we'd be canceled five years ago. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> be in a, a mental institution. Oh, and you'd be single. They, right. <laughs> you'd be single. Yeah. Well. That's where your wife or girlfriend is like, okay, I listened to um, podcast 1294. Oh, and let's just say I'm not happy. <laughs> Dude, I hope Doug's girls yeah. never listen to, and I said yeah. girls, yeah. never <laughs> listen to any Pearl. of the yeah. shows. Hopefully, hopefully they're not fans. So Doug's weird. <laughs> he starts getting Dude, awkward. That, yeah. So Why is your camp. face so red, Doug? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's hard oh. camp. camp to a T. <laughs> but I mean, to go I, back yeah. what you're saying a little bit, Mike, like yeah. we, we are fortunate that we are the way we are yeah. and have kind of broke through a little bit mm-hmm. to like hang out with you guys and hang out with like respected people in the industry. And I don't know what we did to kind of like tap through the next, you know, because there's guys do this all over the place. They just don't record it, I guess. And I don't know. I We I got lucky enough you, we got noticed or something, you know. You guys are very humble. And I'm going to tell you why y'all have all the respected people that, you know, maybe y'all grew up watching or saw and liked. And when y'all starting this, it's because you're real. And in, in reality, um, even though you guys spit it straight, there's a lot of imposters in the industry. There's a lot of people that don't know have how to be real. Mm-hmm. They don't, maybe they don't have the security to be real. And, you know, maybe even legitimacy. Maybe that's a strong word, but I, I think that's it. And so for me, it's not knowing y'all at all and hearing the first podcast. And it was T-Bone that told me. T-Bone said, dude, you ever listen to this Working Class Bowhunter podcast? I'm like, no, I haven't. And at the time, mm-hmm. not only was podcast new to the hunt world, it was kind of new to the world, period. Oh, yeah, for sure. Y'all were the first. And so yeah. and T-Bone reality, was like episode what? T-Bone was in, well, first, Nick, so were you. You um, you guys were just, I mean, under 30. 
Yeah. It was you know? it was early on to it. And, and, and we I got was, a lot of South Dakota listeners from your first episode. Okay. For real. Some of our best friends. All seven that we go people on, that on live there. With. There's yeah, seven, seven people. There's seven people. The Buckstorm. Yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, we got, we got three of them. Yeah, <laughs> the Buckstorm crew. They're yeah. from South Dakota, outside of Rapid Our, City, and they and we yeah. go on hunting trips with them. We're yeah. hanging out all the time. Some of our best friends, really, because of you. Yep, cool. If so, you could get the antelope to start listening, there, the antelope start listening instead of focusing on the people, you guys would have to be bigger than <laughs> dude, y'all. Be way bigger than Rogan, dude. Fuck Rogan. <laughs> hey, hey. I mean, sorry, I came whoa, off strong. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I didn't mean that. No, he's he's the goat. You know. Yeah. He's, oh, yeah. Honestly, Rogan tapping into hunting and yeah. just the, his growth of podcasts in general allows us to grow. Like yeah. the bigger he is, the bigger podcasting is, the bigger we are. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's great. You know, and he's the goat. It. And it makes sense to me in the hunting industry because um, I've always thought that hunters and country boys and girls are the best bullshitters out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, 100%. Shit, call us shit kickers, whatever. You know, our show, if you watch Bone Collector, is always about the fun and, and we get real serious about about hunting. But, yeah, of course. But, but man, dude, it's cutting up. It's a sarcasm for sure. It's a, it's just a, giving each other shit with I your mean, bro. It's yeah. almost like um, instead of playing football, you you're hunting. Yeah, yeah. But you're back in the locker room and you're around the fire. And for um, sure, I don't know. It, and that gets missing a lot of the shows and stuff. And so, uh, well, you guys do well, you really, a fair you really amount, get man. to know a person in hunting camp. Yeah, you oh, know, you, you can you can. When I was a guide, when I was a camera guy. I could take somebody from, you know, one of these companies when I was a cameraman for Realtree, and I'd never met the guy. I didn't know him. But by the end of the five days that we were on a hunt in Montana or New Mexico in the Gila, whatever, yeah, you really friend. knew the guy. Yeah. And then, you know, for years and years, your friends, you see him, you meet up with him at this show. Yeah, yeah. You know, Terry Rahm is a perfect yep. example. I mean, I knew who Terry was most of my life. And then I had a chance to hunt with him um, at the Milk River in Montana. Heck, we had a great hunt together. He shot on, like, the, th- the third day. So then the next two days the last two days of the hunt we just went on the hill grabbed a 12 pack of beer and had a few beers on the side of the hill and scouted and just that's awesome and since then you know we've just been tight every time yeah. we see each other right. it's a big hug and right and that's so, what that's what it's all about right it there. is man yeah. and that's that's what hunting is to me is yep. just making those connections and really you may only be with a guy for five days but when it's all said and done man you're friends for the yeah. rest of your yeah. life yeah. you know just about everything about the guy because you're with 12 hours a day <laughs> yeah talking about whatever comes to mind and right yeah that's just great man people it, people run different connection thing. yeah different connection and going back like you guys being as big as you guys are in the game like i i see the industry you know i see a lot of the industry but you know the juries you guys like are i, I consider the, the kings juries. man they're, I, yeah they're some of our, our our best friends and i consider them family i really do i do too um and mark's done so much for us and and yep. our and personally my career and everything like he's a godsend man really but um you got you guys cut up in a way that might seem edgy for like where you're at right you know what i mean does that make right. sense like kind of like time. it does yeah, I, yeah. At the time too, especially. I think that's what, that was why I just immediately loved you guys because it reminded me, you know, of a of a twenty year old you know kid that was getting opportunity with real tree road trips. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and people wondered what was in the red solo cup around the campfire. <laughs> yeah. Well, certainly it was Kool Aid, cold beers, Kool Aid. It was water. You know, yeah, one of my favorite right. clips from real tree road trips is when you're doing Nikki the wheel and you're pushed <laughs> up and you're like, I'm training for elk season next year. It's like, you know, like, you know he's lit up. That's like, one oh. of my biggest regrets. You guys, that's one of my biggest regrets is before T-bone lost his leg. That we did the Kool Aid deal where he comes blasting through Kool Aid. <laughs> <laughs> that Family Guy episode. <laughs> Dang it, man! In a in a full real tree, you know, Kool Aid outfit with that little sailor hat on. Yeah, that Dang it! Been the best. <laughs> That's that, awesome. 
<laughs> Dude, okay, I wanna, I'm going to transition a little okay. bit because talking like where you guys in the industry, and we mentioned Rogan, right, and like that yep. taps into another level. I heard on Theo Vaughn's podcast, he's like, yeah, Waddell, I can't remember who was the guest. Caleb, was it Caleb Presley? Yes, it was Caleb yes, Presley. Yes, yes. And, uh, they were talking which, about you. Huge Theo Vaughn fan, big Caleb Presley fan. They're like, yeah, Waddell wanted to take us hunting. Like, and he like Michael Jordan a hunting or something like that. And I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm listening. I'm like, holy shit, because it's tapping into our industry. And because I listen to a lot of, and so do you, I don't oh, know, but you guys awesome. do comedy podcasts and podcasts yeah, right. out of our industry to influence right. us back in ours instead of grabbing from the industry. Mm-hmm. Different take, you know? But I heard that. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, that's kind of cool. Like, do you know Theo personally? No, or- no Theo mm-hmm. well. Um, actually, Jimmy John introduced me to Theo and um, and actually Caleb, too. And, and and Caleb and Theo, obviously, are really good buddies. And uh, and it's funny. I, th- I think that that is something for me. Like, if you ask me, like, what what is your goal, uh, you know, as far as this hunting culture thing? And so, obviously, we all do some, some really cool things. We've all been blessed to mm-hmm. To kind of be in the media and and to be able to do what we do in TV, you guys in podcasts. But for me now, obviously being older, you know, Nick just turned fifty. Or you, yeah, about to next. About month. to next <laughs> month. Okay, sorry, I didn't mean to cage you. And then, and then me in down. May, I'll be fifty. So, but in reality, we we still feel like a a man child. I mean, we feel like a twelve 19. year old. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I, I yeah. still feel like I'm. Tw- I just graduated high school. <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah. me I mean, too. I do Nick that. and I are really bad. Like we get in a lot of trouble with our wives because they're like. Like, we'll be doing something stupid. I don't know. And then all of a sudden, they're like, okay. And, and me and Nick are looking at each other like, we're being stupid. Already. Like, okay. Whatever. No wonder we're in trouble. And, yeah, yeah. And so, um, but, but, but have an opportunity to kind of run into these people, if you want to call it mainstream, if you want to call it these personalities that we, we yeah. like and enjoy. Because I was a big fan of Theo. Mm-hmm, for and sure. And having a chance through our connections to, to meet these people and then become friends. Yeah. To me, that says a lot. Not Not about myself or nick or bone collector that says a lot about who we are because if, if theo and those guys immediately just like dude i want to go hang with you guys well if he wants to hang with me guess what he wants to hang with y'all yeah. and so for me yeah. this is not about hoarding our name dropping it's about what can we do to expand for sure so 100%. the last thing i'm gonna do is be rubbing you know freaking vaseline on me and flexing for an instagram photo <laughs> right i'm gonna be like well dude if theo vaughn has hey. never hunted and caleb presley well, I'll take them. Yeah, and I, cool. I, you know, and so I'm not, I'm not needing any, anything to to manipulate or use them and then yeah. start them. But if you become friends, you become friends not with Bone Collector. You become friends with us, our community. For sure, yeah. And though then, when I say Theo, dude, if you're in town, drop by the ATA. Yeah. You got to meet. You got to come drink a cold beer with my buddies at Working Class Bow Hunter. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, the guy's a hunter, and it's somewhat what Cameron and. Um, Dudley, 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 and I just that that is so huge, and so mm. it's not about hanging with a celebrity. Yeah, it's it's about expanding our lifestyle and our culture, and so yes, Theo. Dude, one of the most amazing kind dudes ever. Dude, and, and I, I, I got one. Meet him. I got one. Speaking of being Nick, hilarious, stupid. Dude. So we, we go to. Oh, we, yeah. He's a hilarious. And uh, <laughs> he's, so he's my, my number one podcast. On he's, Spotify. he's the best. And, yeah. and dude, he's ten times even funnier in person. I think. And so what's funny is speaking of me and Nick, always getting in trouble with our wives, acting like a bunch of goofballs. So we were at this this camp that literally like it's called Buddies Week. Our, Jimmy John throws it. So what mm-hmm. he does, he gets all these different personalities. <clears throat> From Kid Rock to Vince Neil, you know, uh, to to Theo to Caleb, then he'll say, "Well, look, I know my these buddies in my hunting industry, so he gets this in there." And so the whole deal is for everybody to trade Rolodex and becomes friends. Our That's kids cool. come, all our kids come. The first thing Jimmy John tells all the kids, he says, "Look, the first rule you need to realize at Buddies Week 
is there is no rules. And by every tree, there's jars of Twizzlers and candy and Snickers bar. Soda, just, just everything, Every really? kind of from Coca-Cola, Mountain Dew to grape drink, strawberry drink. That's grape there. drink. And your kids get grape drink. Grape drink, <laughs> baby. Grape drink. The purple stuff. So, yeah. And, unlimited um, unlimited and, candy. And so in the meantime, you know, he, he'll have like Travis Tritt come play at night. He'll have yeah. Zach Brown come play at night. And there's 20, 30 of us. Like it's that kind of party. That's right? awesome. So we stay like five days. And yeah. um. So anyway, with that said, me and Nick get there, and every night there's this big concert. Like again, not a big crowd, really small. And so Theo's room about, room about as big. Yeah, as room is really. about as big as really yep. small. And so me and Nick had been pretty behaved with the rednecks, and so yeah, we're like yeah. okay, pretty behaved. We, we, we're pretty. But it's gonna come. <laughs> but it's gonna come out eventually. Yes. What, what kind of beer are they so, drinking so under finally, like this? Oh kicked God! A, the, the, kicked ass in volleyball, but yeah, you know. we we played volleyball. I mean, everything you think of. Jimmy's got everything from Ferraris out there to race boats. You get to go, and he's a big around. hunter too, ain't he? Huge hunter, yeah. Yeah. amazing, amazing, committed to hunter and philanthropy in the hunting space. Gets millions of dollars. I mean, Jimmy John is a billionaire. So obviously, That's a lot crazy. of people hate on him because he's he is somebody who can pay for an expensive hunt but he gives them millions he's he's done all kind of things for sheep yeah. restoration that, that's a whole yeah. nother story i saw him anyway. on caleb's interview and he seems like a great dude he oh, really is amazing. like he would love you i mean he's been on deals a bunch yeah, a lot and when yeah. you meet him you you really just want to keep hanging with him he's yeah, that yeah. kind of guy and um but anyway so theo quickly me and nick and our family our wives and theo hit it off i mean immediately Most like, southern families just and-, and theo's like dude you guys man i can I, you know you guys represent man i I, I'm digging y'all. We were just kind of chilling and hanging out, eating breakfast in the morning. And, and our age were closer. Theo looks a lot younger than he is. He's mm-hmm. actually in his 40s, you know. Yep. So anyway, we're chilling and hanging out. So Nick is like, got his kids there. So a lot of people don't know this about Nick. This part of Nick's life is the most serious he's ever been in his life. Because <laughs> he, he got married later and later yeah. in his 40s, you know. And, um, and so Nick had been not doing really anything. He'd have a cold beer, maybe a whiskey drink and... But he was, for the most part, chilling. So the last night of this party, Nick finally breaks down. And, like, like there's a DJ. And so, Nick, I see him over like, <laughs> he's, he's starting to clapping. Here it goes. Yeah. Nick, Nick's over starting just by himself. I, I be, we've been ch- you know, chilling, talking. But all of a sudden, Nick you can, starts. You can tell it's going down. It, I can tell, water. like, Nick Lots is ranch water. Water. <laughs> It's finally about Nick, like, cutting loose and having fun. So Nick yeah. gets to dancing. Hitting the beat, and Theo comes walking all the way across the room and taps him on the shoulder. He says, "Hey, man, there's a lot of people wanting you to stop." <laughs> <laughs> For real, <laughs> and dude, I don't know why. Because did I, he really do that, Nick? He, yeah, oh yeah. He's dude. so funny, man. He is so damn funny. <laughs> I don't know where he comes up with half the uh, shit he says. No, it was dude. so funny, man. I, he, he, he beat Down laugh. syndrome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is hilarious, man. We and laugh. a good dude, man. Oh, dude, I, I, I want to meet him. So, so anybody listening, like seriously, this is a hunter redneck. If you don't know Theo, check him out. He, and I do. He, he's he's not one of us when it comes to an outdoorsman. Yeah. But they want to be. And I can't say enough about even Caleb Presley with Barstow. He's such a he's he, witty man. I like that guy. What a heck of an idea that they come out with and interviewing people. And uh, yeah. And so anyway, same with him. They've never hunted. So yeah. I feel like I think that has come to me with with the you know the gray in the beard and getting a little <laughs> older. It's almost like now. It gives me an opportunity to say, wait a minute, this maybe yeah. this is a cool legacy yeah. to, to where I'm taking somebody. I For mean, sure. sure, anybody. But, but too, when you meet them guys and they have like they're a, a big famous pers- famous personality, it's like kind of when we met you guys. If you guys were straight douchebags, we wouldn't want to hang no. out with or even do the podcast after podcast. That's right. People don't know when they listen or see this. We just 
hang out and drunk beer for an hour just well, to and that's the thing like it. the first time we met these guys we were all nervous like oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. We're, we're mean our idols the guys we watched on tv growing up and then it's yeah. like well they're our people well yeah when, they're, well, all, they're just like us when family. We, like when you meet like theo he must be awesome because then you're like oh man he's a cool dude you want to get to know that's also why you want to be well, he's him. never experienced right. what we experience in in the outdoors you know as hunters right and no. it's something that's be completely new for him and to to get him out into that and yeah video it and get his and reactions it'd be hilarious and, oh right. shit man. I mean, yeah dude that's awesome just that. an amazing guy man so, and i know so he'd love it he, he would, would love oh it. yeah he turned and if he and if he walked in right now i mean you would just love him same with caleb i mean just just great people you can tell yeah. it's easy to see why they had success yeah oh, yeah and, 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 and i am surprised now that i've met i'd say the majority of the celebrities i've met are all fun people, and yeah. and um, and I met a few assholes, but ninety nine percent are great people, and so it's it's almost you can tell why they made it. Not only do they have talent, but you do want to be around them. There, yeah. There's yeah. some kind of gravity that pulls you to want to say, "Hey, man, y'all want to go have a beer? You want to yeah. chill? You want to hang out?" Right. And so, no doubt, those guys have it. Caleb has it. Jimmy John has it. Blake Shelton. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude. Again, sounds like awesome. I'm name dropping, but just amazing. Fun people, this this uber successful, yeah. uber talented, but at the end of the day, they're just like us. There's For sure, no, there's they're zero people just like us, just like For us. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, I want a hard transition. A little yeah, bit. go ahead. Uh oh. How many turkeys are you going to cheat on this spring? Boy, I'm going to cheat on every day I want. I hope, <laughs> piss, I hope to piss everybody off if it makes them not sleep at night. Yeah, right. I, get, hey. I get in trouble. I get in trouble. They yeah. all call me the game hog. You know, yeah, I this wanna, game hog month. I right want to shoot the biggest deer, but I ain't never shot a damn turkey from out from underneath my kid. <laughs> <laughs> I have. I have. My kid's over here. I shot Ask many out from under. Made him tough. No, I know. I, I told the guys I was going to do here that to you. Because <laughs> yeah. we did that. Po- remember, we did that podcast just one-on-one you and yeah. i and dude that people love that podcast but some people it was getting screenshotted by the hater pages like, oh and then you put, know. put a clown face on me it's like it's, it's, <laughs> that's it, man i don't even know it's like dude first of all i'll be at nwtf i got a booth i don't know my number come by and see wwe come we'll, by and fight we'll me. drink a beer <laughs> yeah. we'll hang out eat a little yeah. debbie if we want to fight we'll do that too we won't call yeah. the cops i, <laughs> I love they, it dude. and they forget that dude i'm a grown right I, you know what's up they, they yelling at grown ass men yeah, and, and right. putting all this stuff out there, and I'm like, bro, I didn't grow up in the same generation. Right. We grew up to where we handle things on the playground, and I'm right. all about social media. I celebrate it. I love all some of the technology, but some of this stuff is straight up whack, and it's almost like I keep <laughs> waiting for the Donald, Donald. Don't, don't, like the freaking people's court of deserving who kills something. It's like you got some dude that comes in with face paint with 75 bows and comes in, you know, all jacked up and rubbing Vaseline on himself. And he sits down like, I will decide if you're worthy of your deer in your harvest. And I'm like, man, come like on, Like the bro. gatekeepers of like the what's allowed. gatekeeper yeah. of saying who's deserving. Yeah. Look, we got one thing to go by, and that's the legal, the, the legalities of those states we hunt in. Yeah. yeah. Do you, do you feel like it's like significantly worse now than it had like in the last ten years? Do you think it's worse now than it was ten years ago? Or do you think it's maintained the same? And you get maybe you're just a little more like you know like this is bullshit. Fuck you guys. Like, do you think you've just opened up more about your frustrations with getting it, or do you think it's worse now than it was? Well, I, I guess either side of it, and, and definitely Nick needs to add his two cents on this. I think there's a lot of things because in one aspect. I understand how somebody says, 
well, hunting shouldn't be monetized. It shouldn't be this. It shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be something that's done in a loud, you know, boisterous way. It's something that you get a chance to, to melt into the woods and enjoy this. So I've never hunted to brag about it, but I have can't say that I haven't hunted to promote it because mm. I think it's the, a lifesaver. Mm. I, I've seen and had experience, whether or whatever tactic, I've seen it keep kids off drugs. I've seen it save lives of, of men and friends that I've had that went through unbelievable divorces. Mm-hmm. I've seen um, women and men, m- more on the men's side, even though we got a tremendous amount of female hunters, I've yeah. seen men who had lost kids who I've had a chance to spend camp with. Clay Armstrong, burn. Cl- Clay Armstrong, you know. who was in a horrendous factory accident, who burned himself, I mean, his whole body. And if it hadn't been for hunting, what do you fall back on? So my point is, who am I to condemn him for a certain tactic or a certain right. age, mm-hmm. certain weapon or public or private? So, so in that aspect of it, um, I, I don't understand it because at the end of the day, um, what America is, it's, it's, it's about choices. Yeah. It's about living your life. I mean, here we are. You guys are making a living doing podcasts. You know, we make a living having an opportunity to share the joy of the outdoors. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can be a professional bowler. You can be a professional curler. You can be Plunder, the best professional dart juggler. player. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what, whatever. I mean, yeah. there's artists. There's Jay-Z. My grandfather was one of the greatest plunger jugglers in South Dakota history. Exactly. I mean, made a living at it because he loved it. Exactly. <laughs> South Dakota history. So that's the part the that one. bothers me. Plunger it, juggler. Plunger juggler. That's the part that bothers me is like how – I don't have any problem somebody disagreeing. Right. Zero. No problem. We we can completely somebody can say, I can't believe they would do a podcast and drink beer. There's no problem in that. No. But to try to ban it and make it illegal, mm-hmm. well that's un American. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and what happens is some of some yeah. of these people and I hope they're listening, I really do. Because, oh, they're listening. There's because, a few at least. <laughs> because the bullshit in it is this simple. Mm-hmm. It's it's completely this simple. The hypocrisy in this is the fact that first of all you know they want to say who's worthy did you deserve it you had no skill set based on this way whether possibly it was a rifle possibly a decoy basically it could be sitting in the ground blind and get your first turkey or your first deer Mm -hmm. it could be in a redneck blind with a little bit of heater on and you don't deserve it Mm -hmm. or maybe it was the farm deer over, oh, over a corn pile. Over a corn pile. It was baiting. It wasn't ethical. Right. You know, and so what happens is there's nothing wrong with them disagreeing with a tactic or a technique or a setting or a vibe. Um, and, and, but That's wh- just not the way they do it. That ain't the way they do it. So what happens is where does that line get drawn? And what they do is they, they hide behind the environmentalism or the conservation of it. And it's completely so easy to pick up on what a bullshit story they got in narrative because when you look at it, what happens is these same people talk, well, let's just use the example of the uh, turkey fan or reaping or whatever. I could care less. Yeah. Right. My job, number one, first of all, man, you know, this past year, had a chance to go to Thomas Rhett's, uh, you know, again, I'll name drop, but it's worth <laughs> it because these assholes need to know what we're doing out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. there there's a there's an orphanage in Uganda that my friend Thomas Rhett and his dad, uh, Red Akins, who we've hunted all over the country, Thomas Rhett and his wife are good, solid, unbelievable Christian people that give back. Mm-hmm. So they said, why don't you donate a turkey hunt? All right, don't, can you donate a turkey hunt? We did. Well, guess what? Here's what we did. We donated a two-day turkey hunt on my farm. Guess what it went for? $250,000. Oh, $250,000. So now granted, 
the gentleman who bought it, amazing guy. Obviously yeah. has enough to give back in philanthropy. Do you think he wants me, when I take him hunting, to say, hey, bro, we really don't need to try to kill one? <laughs> right. 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 So, okay, so you can get into that and say, well, ethically, you should always ethically, whether the guy pays 250 or he don't pay anything. Yeah. I agree with that. But here's what happens. The guys that's hating on me, that's putting the clown faces, they are religiously posting right when they kill a turkey. They're putting it up. So they're successful turkey hunters. I can't tell you that they're not good turkey hunters. Mm-hmm. They must be pretty solid because if you look at their year on their Instagram, they've certainly laid them down. Yeah. The turkey is just as dead. Is Jeffrey Dahmer is right now. He's just as dead. Hundred percent. Right. Yeah. So, so, so w- when <laughs> you say st- when you start looking yeah. at this, <laughs> the tag was issued. They they don't know how to celebrate success. So they say, well, the way you're doing it is hurting the turkey population, which is complete hogwash. There's no scientific data. They can pull some out of their butt and say that it is. It's not. When it gets down to it, it's simple. I don't like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Aren't we past that in America? You know how much we- stuff in America that I don't like, but I don't sit here and get caught up in it yeah you're not you wasting know. energy to try and just bash someone just to bash them no. and then get it shut down and get it know? shut yeah. down because guess what you you yeah. might get what you Canceled. want you might get a certain tactic that you've seen me use or maybe some kid gets to use yeah. maybe it takes less skill who knows who cares right right but then again then it's going to be shut down that you can't wear your little gold hell little old camo hat that your great granddaddy left you and your in your high class turkey calls mm-hmm. and your and your and your and your wing bone and maybe you're stuck to just sitting by a tree and hoping a turkey walks by. Yeah. So what is manipulation? What are you doing? Is it because you're a great caller? Is you are you or did you manipulate him with his ears? Did you manipulate him with his with his sight? Yeah, what do they want you to do? Yeah. What do you want me to do? And so if, if they say, well, this is not good when you, you know, we, we're hunting these turkeys in unstable situations or unsustainable situations, they didn't stop killing them. Yeah, that's so a good my, point. So, it's like, the, then stop it. So guess you, what? I mean, you only get a couple tags. So what, what's the matter how you kill them? If you, if you right. sneak up behind a decoy or you call them into a blind or you right. shoot them out of a, whatever. I mean, the end result is the same every time. Yeah. It's the same right. result. Yeah. So same we can result start getting time. into the things and say, well, it's not safe. And I have to agree. There's things about hunting that are dangerous. Hunting with decoys at all can be unsafe. Yeah. Um, and certainly a reaping a turkey, if that's the turn Reaping off, on public yep. could be dangerous. But it, could, yep. it could certainly be dangerous. Well, the bottom I have line no is problem. they're jealous because they're not as good at it as you are. Well, and you're the damn best at well, it. Here's the, I mean, well, shit. It's not even fair anymore. Well, like everybody's pissed off at Lawrence Taylor because he went and, you know. Broke Joe Theismann's leg. Dang right. Everybody wanted to do it, but they aren't as good as him, so they're pissed. I, it you just, know? It's just it's tough oh, out here. Well, thanks for that, but it just pisses me off because <laughs> – my job is I want people to have a good time. I want the chubby guy. Oh, I want the rich guy. I want the poor guy. I want the Mexican. I want the Chinese. I want the everybody decides to go hunting and fishing and say, here's some techniques. Here's what you can do. And if you go fishing, go over there and look at Kevin Van Dam. He's a buddy of mine. He'll take some ways to catch fish. You can pick and choose how you want to do it. Yeah. And we do evolve into this certain situation. But these guys just want everybody to be a clone of them. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. unfair. Mm-hmm. I mean, does it get to the point to where it's like, dude, you painted your house brown? You know we paint all our houses white around here. Yeah. What are you yeah. doing? Like, Come on. Dude, you married a girl that's, that's 180 pounds? Like, yeah, like thick girls. They're like, oh. And no ETF. We're baby. going to make that illegal. Yeah. Well, 280 is she ain't a lady. Man? So in yeah. one way, it's, it's, and, and if you, you can prove the data, you can prove. Two more the, beers, you, please, gentlemen. Yes, I like that idea. If you can <laughs> prove the data that is detrimental. But you know what? Whether you killed them with a call or killed them with a decoy, if you killed a turkey in an area that you think is unstable or unsustainable, are you not guilty? He's dead. 
Prime example. I hear of all these people hating on me and clown faces. You know how many turkeys I killed the last two years in Georgia? Yes. Now I'm supposed to be the turkey man, right? In Georgia. In I Georgia. already know the answer, so I can't yeah. answer. Um, I'm going to I'm gonna go. I'm going to guess the other way. Four. Zero. Okay. Not shot a damn turkey. Because you've been taking everybody. I have. You want to ask me how many damn coons I've caught? You know how many coyotes and foxes I've trapped on my place? No, I've got a, I've got a lease. And, and, and you know, keep in mind, I spent a lot of money. I've got a farm. The bank owns it. I've tried to make the monthly payments on this sucker. And my kids have killed, in the last four years, my kids, we've killed maybe four turkeys off my farm, mm-hmm. maybe five. One I killed. The first year I bought it, I killed it. But I've been more experimenting on seeing what I can do, not only in the uh, situation of, of the predation and habitat, and and we have had an explosion of turkeys. So in reality, I'm not sitting here killing these turkeys. But let me tell you this. So these guys who are calling me a clown because maybe I've used a decoy, maybe I've used a technique they didn't like, do they love my turkeys more than me? I don't, I'm already predetermined how many turkeys they're going to take. The state has said it for me, right. but I've said it for my farm. So the state, the government, nobody's going to outlove my farm that I'm leveraged and, and freaking levied to the hill for, for my it. life on the line to make yeah. a living right. to pay the freaking monthly bait. Right. Who's going to outlove my trees, my birds, my situation, my deer, my turkey? Mm-hmm. Not these assholes no. out here just pumping their chest about public ground. Yeah. Because I've said this before, and I'm going to say it, and I'll get off my rant because somebody else needs to talk. I love this it. This is me <laughs> off. This is me that off. That doesn't happen, guys. I love it. No. I, I did I, it. But Sorry, especially guys. when you hit on a pet peeve like this, because this ain't about a fight for me and, and my rights. This is for every hunter's right. Because I'm fight, they don't even know what I'm fighting for them. Yeah, They're yeah. going to get something that some dude likes to do. Maybe it's with a decoy. But guess what? It ain't going to stop there. Then the PETA and all these other legislators and everything going to get involved. And guess what? Because they like to use. A, a high-end, you know, latex that they can cut in a million different ways and sound as good as Dave Owens, who's won the Grand Nationals, all of a sudden they're going to say, well, if you've ever won a world championship, you can't hunt with a diaphragm because you're too good. That's manipulation. <laughs> Let's stop that. Same thing. And guess what? You're too good. You've shot your limit last two years, so you can't hunt with a 20-gauge. It's horseshit. Next thing you know, you show, throw a spear. So, yeah, so what yeah. happens is it's complete selfishness. Mm-hmm. They don't realize it. You know, people like the Godfather – what a dick. I mean, he's out there sitting there. And he's posting pictures religiously time after time after time of these dead turkeys, and he just puts Middle Earth. So, obviously, he's killed some turkeys. Mm-hmm. How much dead are your turkeys than the one I killed? And guess what? When you find out, I killed less turkeys than he did. So yeah, I'm getting yeah. penalized for something that, yes, am I a good turkey hunter? You're dang right. Well, you're a name Who's, you can go after for yes, attention for can, himself. But, but yeah. I'm way more conservative than this dude. Yeah. And so he says, well, I'll only do it in public with a hat that was passed down by my great-grandfather, Walter <laughs> P. Dushington. <laughs> I, don't, I don't give a shit. Yeah, because right. guess yeah. what? Give I don't a give shit. a shit. I'm redneck as hell, come from Booger Bottom, right. drinking bush like now. And to tell me that I could ever own a, a farm in Georgia? Right, right. Did I grow up hunting public ground? you dang right. Why? Because my love of what I was doing outgrew what I had a chance to go after. So if I got 100 acres to hunt, I was even smart enough then. I wasn't a poacher. I was like, dude, I killed two turkeys. Probably don't need to kill another one off that. Yeah. It was private ground. So you know what? I better go to this WMA. I got one more turkey I can shoot legal. Yeah. So I better go to public ground. I don't want to sit here, you know, or I could just go poach somebody else's farm, but you go hunt public ground. But the whole time I'm hunting that public ground, was it harder than hunting a private Yes and no. If you got the skill set and the turkey's gobbling, you're going to kill it. And you can go out there and you can, just like everybody else, and you can call your ass off. And they're not going to come with a call because every dipshit in the world's been out there calling. <laughs> yeah. so what do you do? You get behind a decoy. You sneak through the woods till you spot them. 
You sneak in, and they come to the decoy, and, and you might have them. success. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the tactic they use it's, to get the job done. I mean, done. For the sure. Indians do it. I didn't invent sure. it. The Indians invented it. Shit, but yeah. at the end of the day, what, te- what what I'm saying is, it's like, okay, well, it must be easier for you. No, the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, it's the hardest thing any redneck, any somebody that's a hipster that just got into it, the number one thing you do <laughs> if you ever pull the trigger or let a bowstring back or you up in a turkey on public or private, the first thing, if you have any country bone in you, you know what you're going to say? God, one day I want to own my own place. For sure. Yeah. We talked about that right before hey, we got going. Amen. I just want to own my own place. Amen. So yeah. the hardest thing that any of us would do, whether we're an expert public hunter or we're good on private or we just like <clears> to hunt squirrels with a squirrel dog, the number one thing any country boy and girl wants to do is have a freaking garden and grow some damn good better boy tomatoes, have a, have a beautiful wife that are cooking some damn pancakes in the morning mm-hmm. and some collard greens and fried chicken at night, and we can wake up in the morning, go crow hunt, squirrel hunt, maybe chase a deer or turkey on our own ground, and we will decide, not the state and government, how we take care of it because we're going to love the animals on this land, whether we kill them with a fan, a decoy, a turkey core, or if we call Eddie Salter and pay him 200000 to come guide us on it. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to outlove me on that. For sure. And the hardest thing I'll ever do and the one thing i think about every time that i work and i get a paycheck in yep i write a check every month first people's bank of tobleton georgia son who's got my land mortgage Mm -hmm. i write that sucker send it in the mail and i go in there every time tell my wife and kids we got one more month to hang out here yeah that's awesome so they can kiss my ass and i'm and i and i ain't normally this way but to tell somebody like me who, who who didn't have nothing that, that got good and called in a contest to tell me how I should do things and to tell me I'm detrimental to the sport, that's where I get mad. Yeah. And it makes you want to speak more. It almost aggravates me because it makes me feel like I'm speaking in an arrogant tone or a narcissistic tone. I'm far from that. Yeah. That's the narcissism to say you got to hunt like me. I've never told anybody you better hunt like Nick. You better hunt like me. If you ain't hunting yeah. like us and my buddies over here at Working Class bow hunter, you're a chump. You're gay. You're this or that. Whatever the word is. <laughs> right. I'm saying, when man, reali- it's America. In For sure. reality, your style and what you've done is has brought people into the industry and promoted hunting and promoted the way of life that we have. And it's it's not it's nothing negative, and those guys make it out to be a negative. Yeah, because yes. you're a turkey killer. Yeah, that's right. Because here's what I forgot: they have half of these dudes are making you know freaking hot pockets in their mama's basement, <laughs> and they still on their mama's insurance mm-hmm. or yeah. daddy's. They still got daddy's credit card in some cases. And 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 I, you know who I'm dealing with? I'm dealing with people. You shake the hands, God dang, feel like them some guns, like an elephant tusk, man. <laughs> yeah. It's tough. Yeah, it's Been all working all up. day. Well, look here, working forty hours, sixty hours a week, brick mason, sheep rockers, truck drivers, school teachers, you name it. Mm-hmm. Maybe school teacher ain't got his calloused hands, but my point is, they're out there. They're, yeah. out there to- they're, they're coaching high school. They're out there doing the damn they're thing. They're out there doing it, and we're sitting here talking on a freaking what is it Thursday? We're chilling Thursday, drinking cold beer, and we're gonna work all day, which is be a was it be a Friday tomorrow, and we'll chill out and hang out and work these. It's weeks. Wednesday. That's how busy you are. Somebody, <laughs> somebody, you know what? Somebody's doing. Yeah, it's Wednesday. I don't even know what day it is. That shows we're blessed. Yeah. Somebody's getting up, and putting tar on a roof. Somebody's getting hope to a bull float in the morning. Mm-hmm. Somebody's getting yeah. ready to get a sheetrock, five gallon mud of sheetrock, get on stilts and do overhead sheetrock. Mm-hmm. If yeah. you ain't never done that, don't say nothing to me. Because you know what? I don't, why are you going to talk to me? Because here's what I've learned is these guys work their butt off. They pray to get to hunt and fish. They listen to you guys. Yeah. They listen to Bone Collector. They watch all these hunting shows. Sometimes they get just as pissed as we do because it's, it's BS. Yeah, yeah. And then sometimes you see something that's unbelievable. Could be the Drury's that you're like, my God, those guys have got it made. Now you can hate on them, but they've done some amazing things to, yeah. to get to where they have. Watch Lee and Tiffany who they're killing big deer and their family's living on this land and they're, they're hunting this thing. You For can sure. listen to Steve Rinella if you want to and you can watch Watch that and still be ex- excited and inspired and, and across the board. But when you get down to it, 
what bothers me so much is the fact that these guys lose focus as they're talking all this rhetoric. You know, even these people that are going against these tactics, they've hunted seven days in a row. And then they get up and it's like, I'm thinking, do they have a job? This is their job. They're hunting Monday through Friday, going all over the world to multiple states. And then they're sitting there wanting to quickly crucify and tell somebody how bad they were as a human being and a hunter because they killed a turkey in a blind with their son over a strutting decoy. Unlimited time. That is a complete lapse of reality of where you're at. Mm -hmm. Anybody in the industry that does that. Now, if you want to fight the fact that you think the tactic is not cool and you think you want to tell them about another way, then do it just like you would do as I do for bow hunting. Right. I kill a lot of deer with a rifle, but I advocate for bow hunting because I know the excitement of what's going to happen. For sure. Yeah. You're going to feel start talking in an English accent because you're going to feel like Robin Hood. And the pride. Yeah. But I'm not going to tell nobody not to rifle hunt, and I'm certainly not going to yeah. make it illegal. So the point being, it's nothing wrong with disagreeing. For but sure, to yeah. to use yeah. your whole life to ban it. It's weird. That's weird. It's, it's weird. weird. <laughs> it's communist, and it's the ultimate in narcissism. Yeah. So it's bullshit. I, well, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. I don't, I, I don't care if you disagree. There's things yeah. that people do that I don't agree, but I'm not going to go as far as say it's illegal. So anyway, that's just my take on well, that. And that's, and that's, <laughs> I, I love it. Dude. That's a good take. I love thanks it. Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. Thanks for listening. But you make you come across a good point, though. Like I'll sit here and have an argument with you all day. Yes. But we're going to agree in the end. We're going to agree on the end. Hopefully. Right. Or win them by love. Like if I said, like like if all of a sudden, um, let's just say. Let's, like, let, I want crossbows. We yeah, talk about crossbows. I don't care. People Even, think we're anti-crossbow on our show. Yeah. We are not. No, you're not. We're not anti-crossbow. But we've debated, like heavily debated the crossbow. It's a fucking overrated debate. Agreed. It's old and I don't even want to get into it. But like things like that we debate. I don't want to stop it. Yeah. But the conversation is interesting as shit, and people eat it up, and it's you need to have healthy conversations like that. Yes. Because we have a guest on, we'll talk about it, or we'll have disagreements in our crew, and I'm, at the end of it, I'm not like... Well, I'm, not, I'm not like, hey, fuck you, Kurt. Like, we're never going to be friends again. <laughs> right. Yeah, shit, like, yeah. So it's just, it's good. It's healthy conversation that needs to be had, and the mainstream media can't do that. No. So we don't need to do it in hunting. We can have healthy debates, but man, like yeah, Facebook, our Facebook group, we try to police it. It's out of control, man. It's like it's unbelievable, you know. It's like, that way, and I, it never was top of mind to me until I started seeing it. Social media brought it to my attention. I never thought much about it, but you're exactly right. You know, whether where, where this anything crossbows yeah. is a good example. Yeah, it's funny. I've never shot a deer with a crossbow. Yeah, you know, we have a bone collector crossbow. People say, "Oh, you're trying to monetize." Well, yeah, we are. We're trying to make make yeah. a living at it. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, my my. You know, my boy, my little six-year-old boy shot a deer with a crossbow, and it was awesome. So my point is, but what what's the first thing I'm going to do? You know, I'm, I'm, I'm anybody that crossbow hunts that's grown and strong, I'm not going to condemn them, but I'm going to say, dude, have you picked up a vertical bow? You're a grown man, you're aren't gonna, you? You're going to freak out. And so, <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah. the point being is I have no problem at all with it. What would I rather do? Hunt with a vertical bow. But it doesn't mean somebody is a lesser of Bless a man. You. However, if they've not tried the vertical bow, I'm certainly going to encourage them. But people re- forget it's like what people forget is is the entry level and also the starting and and what gets you fired back up or to reintroduce you or maybe you're going through a hard time and you say you know what I've been bow hunting pretty hard I'm gonna take the thirty out six and try to pop me a doe tonight mm-hmm. because I just been stressed and maybe you do maybe it turns into a good hunt does it make you a lesser man because you knocked around off at a hunt two hundred fifty yards and knocked you a doe down in Pennsylvania dude I killed hard. an elk with a rifle this year man it's the second animal I've ever shot the rifle you know why because he can 
You hey, can. And you know what? It was America. fun as shit, too. It was. <laughs> it was fun. It and so now I, I, so what I tell people is like, you know, if, if you want to say, well, that took no skill. Well, keep in mind, even these, these, in my opinion, communist, narcissistic people that are trying to push a certain way. Yeah. What I will give them credit for, they are pretty experienced in some cases. They're, they're pretty solid hunters. So this is like Chipper Jones saying, all you freaking punks and freaking aluminum bat users and shoot, hitting off a tee, you bunch of assholes. Well, guess what? My five-year-old, or, or if you start your first tee balls for gays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you hey, man. start with a wooden bat in Atlanta yeah. f- field and, and freaking SunTrust field with a wooden bat facing Nolan Ryan? You will never do it again. So in reality, what I've learned is the number one thing they're doing, and that's why they should be the ones that showed up, they don't want hunting to grow because they selfishly want to keep it all to themselves. I think that's the root of it, man. That is the root. root They will never admit it. They hide behind conservation. They hide behind environmentalism. Dude. That's, that's, that's the the easy out. It's kind of like the poachers that get popped and they immediately run to religion. It's like, it's like, damn, man, come on. Face it. Let's talk about it. That's exactly But they right. don't. They don't. And that's why these guys won't talk to you about it. You they think those guys would ever come on Working Class Bowhunter to debate you right here? I don't think they would because in reality it's – it's. The, Can we the, give them an invite? Would you? I would I mean, love it because here's the deal. It is a debate on the tactic and the culture of it, 100%, just yeah. like y'all argue. They'll Again, never do it. Y'all argue no. yourself about tactics and techniques. Nothing wrong with that. To go to a, a whole nother level of trying to make it illegal. So why does anybody that bow hunts want to make it illegal – they, you know what they really want to. They don't. You think people care that much about somebody who hunts with a crossbow? No, no. they're thinking, no. well, if they kill it with a crossbow before I get my bow, so it's a selfish interest. They're yeah. not even looking past this kid who could be suicidal. I mean, literally, there's grown men. I've met grown men who've went through some horrific times, and that literally, if it wasn't for an opportunity to get a two forty three and go hunt. Mm-hmm. And they sit around my campfire and have a cold beer with me and they say, I love you and congratulations, you popped you a nice buck. I mean, he might be a little old eight pointer, but buddy. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, yep. I've seen them. I've, <clears throat> I've experienced it. It's like redneck psychology. Let you change, leave everything and they're behind. crying and saying, yeah, Thank it's you it's for a taking getaway. me hunting. Yep. I've also, that changed their life around. That changed your life. Exactly. That changed your changed life. life. Yeah, I'll do without hunting. I'd probably be in jail. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. I'm another, right on the edge right now. I had another friend. I had another to kill somebody right Son of a bitch. One more beer, I'm losing it. I had another. Another friend, I had another friend named Steve, and we had a little hunting club over in Booger Bottom, and uh, just he, my and my dad, and him was in it, and we all paid at the time about five, six hundred dollars a piece. And and Steve, I, I was a diehard turkey hunter, and I, I caught myself I was hoarding the turkeys. You know, I didn't want to tell Steve, my buddy, who I like, I really didn't want to kill a turkey. Mm-hmm. I really didn't because I was thinking, dead gummit, he lived up toward Atlanta. He would come down, and I caught myself trying to beat him to the turkey in the hunting club. Loved him. Loved to see him. Loved to eat dinner with him and hang out. Loved that he would pay $500, help me and Dad pay for the He lease. always brought ribeyes and shit. But, but, you know, <laughs> he'd come. Yeah. He'd come. Thanks. The Steve guy would come every year, and he would come. And there's a few times I felt like myself and my dad were kind of hard on him, but he loved my dad and I. And this is a true story. And so he would he would always come down. And I remember one time he went over, and my dad said, it's bow hunting only. Right. And this, this particular year, this happened. Well, Steve slipped over there and, and it wasn't illegal, but he took a rifle and shot a deer. Mm-hmm. So my dad said, boy, you lied to me and you know the rules. He said, I ain't gonna let you in next year. I ain't, I ain't gonna let you in this club. He said, you know, which is not uncommon. You set rules. But Steve remained, <coughs> he remained friends with us. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? I didn't know this. He didn't. Steve was very quiet. The next year rolls around. Um, I get a call from my dad, man. It's hard not to get choked talked about. He said, man, you ain't gonna believe this. He said, Steve, he killed himself last night. Mm. He's dead. 
and it was right in the middle of deer season. And uh, and the last time I had talked to him, we were doing a road trip show back in the day, and Steve had come down and ate with us. We didn't let him back in the club. Never hunted with us again. He broke the rules. He still was a friend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and dude, me and my dad got to just tore up one night, and I said, Dad, who gives a shit if he shot one with a rifle? I said, now, was it unfair? Was it pretty selfish to Steve to do that? He was going through a hard time. I 100%. do think. However, I remember thinking, like, if I could have just maybe called him and said, hey, buddy, I don't know what you – I didn't know he was going through nothing. Yeah, right. But if you just come down, like, hey, bring a 300 mag. We got some good bucks showing up. As a right. matter of fact, we need to kill 10 does. Why don't you come down here? If you would have known he was saved, in trouble. My, yeah, yeah. could saved his life. So people don't realize these comments that they're making on social media. They don't know who they're talking to. Oh, yeah, they don't realize it's sure. a kid who did understand. So they can throw these stones at me. I have no problem, again, debating a tactic yeah. and saying – Dude, that ain't fun. But the, but, you, but win them over by saying, try my technique. Right. Yeah. Try bow hunting. For sure, yeah. Try try calling them in with old camo yeah. on and a 410 versus a 12-gauge with TSS and a fan. No problem. Yeah. But what you will find was when people start somewhere, you know what got me into bow hunting? A 30 all 6 You know, yeah. it was. It, it, I didn't start with a freaking Fred Bear recurve doing trick shots. <laughs> right. Like Howard Hill. I started right. with a 30 all 6 But you're going to be a way better off person saying, hey, try this tactic. And yes. they try it. They come back and be like, that worked awesome. Yeah. Or, Dude, hey, that worked like shit. Okay, well, you tried it. Yep. Yeah. And you're a better right. person for it trying it. That's right. It's, well, it's all good those, combo. You know, you need to have it. Yeah. And most of those guys, too, they're they're just not as good as, as what he is. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, Waddell's a, the best turkey hunter I've ever turkey hunted with. It's funny because we were at a show one time, and this old dude says, Yeah, Waddell, shit, come on over to Alabama. I got an old field turkey. He's been out there four years. You can't kill him. <laughs> Waddell said, give me, your da- give, me your, give me your phone number. He said, I'll come over and kill that turkey. Uh-huh. Funniest thing ever. So Michael take goes his boy, over there. Take his son. Michael goes over there, and this turkey's out in this, like, 300-acre freaking peanut field. This thing's tur- strutting out there, and he goes crawling out there. Damn thing comes running up and he smokes it. <laughs> I mean, the guy, you know, it was, I mean, as soon as the guy said, oh, you'll never kill this turkey, I thought, you're a dumb ass. <laughs> He's dead. Everyone's about to He's poked that, the bear. That particular, that particular day, Just he, that he, could, death. he couldn't make it down. And, 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 and this guy was true southern blood, funny. And if you ain't been in the south, we're very sarcastic. I mean, if you're not getting picked we got to do a show in the south. That's and he says, look, like every four Look, come on, they look. Boy, we're going to be yeah, he said, you can't get so – me. So like he, was, a lot. he had something come up. He couldn't meet me, so his son come over and met me. And we was over by the Southern Sportsman's Lodge, and his son, who I still talk to today, great family, great guys. But, but, but you know, just just cool old shit kickers like yeah. myself, you know. Yeah, yeah. Country so we boys. Go, country yeah. boy. Yeah. So that Wholesome. particular morning, we ended up killing three turkeys. I shot one. His son shot one all around this field that he said the turkeys are unkillable. And then he had a hired help. They were in construction. <laughs> I said, and so I said, can we take, you know, can we take your buddy? Let's go. I said, man, the, the day's young. Let's go. So dang, if we didn't get the yelping calling and one got the goblin through the pines, come in classic, just like yeah, yeah. people want it to be. <laughs> and he killed that. So he killed three. So I took a picture and sent it to him. And the first thing he did, and this is knowing when you're a bullshitter's ball world championship, he said, them ain't the three I've been seeing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. That ain't the same turkey. What a great answer. <laughs> and I thought, man, I love this guy. Like, yeah. that ain't, that, that ain't like, them. I'd right. say the same shit. <laughs> that ain't them. Wrong bird. Yeah, wrong wrong bird. I just thought it was great, though, because the guy was like, yeah, you think you're bad. Let me see you come kill these turkeys. He went yeah. over there and killed them all. And an extra. <laughs> and a bonus awesome. bird. That's awesome, dude. That's hilarious. 
It's like that's confidence in it too. It's oh like, yeah, man, you're gonna cha- you're gonna challenge me. All right, I'll come and kill your bird. I was looking at like, well, first of all, I was struggling to figure out where I could hunt in Alabama. I was like, this guy just told me, he just told me he's got a ton of turkeys and they're unkillable. That's exciting. That's like <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah. let's go. Can I have a key it's to a challenge, the man? Yeah, so it's, yeah. yeah. The first thing is, is he's got turkeys, so let's go. That's I mean, exactly right. Yeah, it's if like there. We're we're gonna get them. I'll the tell you this right now. Like Doug's probably the best turkey hunter I know personally that I've yeah. hunted with. We've been hunting what? How many years in a row did we hunt? Five, six years. Five, six years. I killed one turkey. Turkeys are aggravating, <laughs> and where they live, where where a lot of turkeys live, I think people think they're kind of easy. Like I just left Iowa, and people are like, man, I couldn't believe. I mean, it ain't that hard to kill a turkey. And I kind of agree with them. You know, maybe go to Nebraska, maybe Texas. You know, even where Nick grew up out in the Black Hills, I mean, yep. turkeys, you could, you didn't need to break out a decoy, nothing. Just mm-hmm. kind of try to make a fire with a box call and you could kill one. Yep. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's a little bit of truth to it. But, mm-hmm. you know, where you grow up in the South, I would say it is a little more finesse. Um, and obviously every day, I mean, I remember when I was a kid, that's all I used to think about. Like, man, turkey kicked my butt. Like, man, what would it do? If I could just have Paul Butsky with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to have Dick Kirby. Yeah, yeah. Joe Drake or, or Walter Parrott. I mean, all these turkey heroes of mine. And um, and so it was kind of cool. And so, and, and, you know, and then I look at the Harold Knight, Will Primos, and I look at some of these tactics and, and stuff they've invented, yeah. and it did help me. Yeah. Did it make it easier? Yes. But it took a pretty smart mind, mind to understand turkey behavior yeah, yeah. or a deer to, to invent these well, things. And so, in the South, know, the, the turkey's been chased by rednecks since Mayf- oh. Mayflower landed in Savannah. Yes. Yeah. My dad calls it Savannah. Yeah, my daddy thinks my dad, my daddy thinks is Mayflower landed in Savannah and I've never Savannah, told Savannah, Georgia. Yeah. Near corrected him. There ain't nothing changed since the Mayflower hit Savannah. <laughs> like, uh, okay. You're right. Yeah, I, but, I did a, we did a Turkey OG series, uh, me and Mark Jury for DeerCast and we did, uh, we Mark had, is an OG of Turkey. Dude, he, he's awesome. We had, uh, Rob Keck, Steve Stoltz. Yep, Stoltz. Um, oh man, I'm drawing a blank. Paul Butsky. Oh. And then we had, um, oh God, Cuz Strickland. Cuz, yeah. yeah. Dude. And I learned a lot about turkeys, man. You learn oh, a lot. Yeah. And, and, and if you even use that panel, here's a prime example. Like if you take a lot of my buddies over at Mossy Oak, they're pretty much anti you know, fanning or dinner. you mean to tell me a real tree in Mossy Oak, you guys don't hate each other? No, I don't. Man. I'm kidding. Yeah, I, love, I love them guys, man. <laughs> Toxie and because it, it's one like guys grew up in the Midwest, so you grew up. I'm, I'm cha- I didn't. Yeah, it's like Bloods and Crips. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 100, I was, I was, thousand percent. I was gonna say Ford Chevy. Boy, here comes Cuz Trickling, man. Yeah, yeah. no. It, 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 I was gonna say Chevy and Ford. I was gonna say Chevy or Ford, but we'll go Bloods and Crips. Sure, Michael Waddell. But you know, you sit down and have these. You have these debates, but Michael's up there throwing. What it do? And so it, it, it's weird because <laughs> you, you always got these uh, these debates, but inevitably, you know, you talk about the Godfathers of turkey hunting, say Dick Kirby, or you talk about Harold and David. You're talking mm. about like Paul Busby. Well, what were they? Now, do they agree necessarily and love the tactic of say a certain way of using decoys? Probably not necessarily all the time. Yeah. However. You got to remember what these guys represented. They invented. Paul Butsky was one of the first guys who ever cut a cutter call, you know, in that way to where you got that to where the same calls or the V cuts yeah. and using prophylactics into different latexes and blends. It was Dick Kirby that helped take what Neil Cost did in a box call the whole time to try to help us manipulate. So right, right. Harold, Harold Knight and, and Will Primos trying to figure out a better decoy that looked more realistic, that maybe had a little movement. So mm-hmm. it all goes hand in hand. You For don't sure. have to use any of that. You can still pick up a wing bone 
and make it just like you know. Is that what these dudes that are hating are they using like no, basic no, no. shit? No, no, no. They're using they're using all the modern stuff. So they they're not giving like Paul decoys. Butsky shit for the way he calls on when he kills. That's what birds. I'm saying. I mean, some of them are world champion and grand national champions. So I'm thinking, okay, well, if you're gonna ban decoys for your average working guy, you know, what I didn't mean class? to dive us back into. No, this no, no, it's fine. <laughs> but it's like, okay, well, we're back. It can't. We're back. If you've ever won a world championship, then you know what you should be. You know, not down to using just a wing bone. Yeah. Would that be fair? Because I can tell you, some of these guys, they don't need a decoy. Honestly, call me cocky. I don't need a decoy. Kill yeah. a turkey. Um, th- that, that's my roots. All my bros. Um, all, I could name a thousand names, but those guys, I called against them. I remember being so yeah. nervous. Like, I never forget Paul Butsky. He's, he's my hero. Yeah, he did way. a call seminar on our podcast for us. It was awesome. Paul Butsky is my all time. I mean, all the athletes from Walter Payton. To I mean, you name it. I mean, Steve Stoltz is a awesome Stoltz dude is a too, stud. man. Yeah, he's a stud. I mean, Mark Drury is a stud. I remember yep. getting to a contest, being 19 years of age, and walking in, deciding I'm gonna get in a, you know, open competition, which is you know all the best, and walking in, and literally shivering and looking. And there's Paul Butsky over there. Pow, 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 pow. And I'm like, oh my God, it's Paul Butsky, <laughs> you know, three, three-time Grand National Champion. I done messed up. And keep in mind, I'm already, but I'm buddies with him. I rode up there with Ricky Joe Bishop, who's won the Grand Nationals twice. Mm-hmm. And so not only am I I'm not name. hanging, I'm not going to get an autograph, which I have got autographs from all those guys. Yeah. But now I got my little calls, and I'm competing against them. Yeah. You know, and there, guess what? There's the freaking madman from Missouri, Mark Jury. He's calling. Mm-hmm. He ain't talking about deer hunting and <laughs> you know, deer cast. He's trying to win a thousand dollars in the world championship. Yeah. And 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 so when when you see that, there's a level. And we talked about this the other day, a buddy of mine. The level of these uber successful people is turkey calling, motocross, golf, whatever. You know, these people like Dave Owens, Matt Van Sice. Absolutely, do they need a decoy? No. Oh, my God. They say calling don't matter. Go with them boys. Yeah. My God, you will get cold chills right here. Imagine being in the woods in the hollers of Alabama and that echoing down through there. Man, if you a turkey with a pecker, son, you're going to be strutting and gobbling and backing <laughs> it up. You're going to moonwalk in there. It sounds like a moonwalk yeah. in there. It's like, if you, it's like combining <laughs> Jessica Biel and, and freaking all the hottest movie stars in one little voice. Yeah. That's what these guys can do. They're that unbelievable, crazy good at this. It's cool. So, it's, so, cool that, it's cool there's that many so levels. Pa- and they're so passionate about it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's why they're and at it's that, that good. point. People might hate on it, but they're that good. I'm not that good. I'm a pretty good caller, and, and, and the times have passed me. And I don't even know if I started practice if I could even compete with those guys. But mm-hmm. being able to call with the Chris Parrish and from time to time win one and beat one, that's probably some of my chest poked out moments ever because it's like that's what made me. And so, I, I, but with that, what's left me is I understand the turkey vocabulary and language. I can yeah. always lean on that and manipulate any turkey. I might have times that without other ter- certain tools, it might be tougher. But you know what? So people can say, well, what do you got the skill? Get after it. You should never pick up a decoy. But everybody don't have the same skill set. So what's wrong with me telling somebody, look, you might right. not call it good. Pick up a box call. Yup a little bit. And guess what? If it's an open field, take a jig decoy and stick it up there. And why wouldn't be you be aggressive if you can? Why wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, right. sit there and just not, oh, they're not coming, so I'm going to leave the woods. Hell yeah. no. I'm going to go get like, them. And it all circles around to what's the end result? What's the end yeah. result? It's the same dead turkey mm-hmm. possibly. You know, prime there example is like, you know, uh, Nick, Nick. Nick's attribute to being such a great hunter to me, like if you tell me what makes Nick a great hunter, Nick has patience, he has drive, he, he he'll he'll be aggressive when when it needs to be. But he also, if you told him there's a big buck, if you sit here for three you know four days straight, but you spend a night, Nick could just spend a night and stand. He has complete patience to sit there. I'm way more ADH. 
FD, whatever the word is. I don't know. It's like a, I think I always pronounce it as F-dup. a freaking security <laughs> alarm system. Yeah. But um, I, I, I mean, Nick has sat there all day, and, and I'm like, dude, wrong. I'm freaking hungry. I'm bored. I'm, I mean, what do we do? I, I'm, I need to do this. I need to do that. And Nick has sat there, and he'll wait it out. So same with turkey hunting. Yeah, yeah. Nick will come to he'll come to Georgia. He'll come to or he'll go to South Dakota, and Nick completely can sit by a tree or in a ground blind and sit for. Seven hours. Well, and eventually next, he'll kill a turkey. I can't hunt that way. It's got to be run and gun. I got you. It's a different yeah. style. So it's a technique. It's, he's successful. I'm successful. But for me, I like the vibe of what I do, but he's fine with the vibe of what he does. And you're not, yeah. that and make you're, us, and you're not saying you're giving him shit the way he not, does it. No, I'm yeah, exactly. not. Yeah, I'm yeah. not. Yeah. I'm not. not one bit. Nick, not where do where do turkeys fall on like your spectrum of hunting? Like, are you real into turkeys, or are they kind of like what? Like, what's your favorite, and where does turkeys lie? You know, I, I get I get that question a ton, and I'm not I can't pick a favorite because I love it all. Whatever mm-hmm. I'm doing at that really, time you couldn't is pick my one favorite, favorite hunting? No, because I just love it all. I really That's do believe that he's not. Yeah, I'm a I'm a I'm an animal person, man. I've always just loved animals. I want to get my hands on them. Mm-hmm. You know, when I when I was a kid, I wanted to be a veterinarian. And I soon found out that I wasn't good at math, so <laughs> I figured rather than like rather than fix them, I was just going to kill them and get my hands on. Them. <laughs> so, I just want to touch them. You know, I just love. I'll skip the I whole bad part. <laughs> you know, early in the early in August, we start mule deer hunting with a bow, and I love that. And then we go into elk hunting, and then after all the hard work hiking mountains and stuff, that first deer hunt's coming. Man, I can't wait to get in a tree stand. And then, so I just, I mean, I love it all. And then, you know. I'm already waiting for turkey hunting in the spring, trying to plan out what I'm going to do. And yeah, I literally can't pick a favorite. You know, I just can't because I, really? just, I love it all so much, man. I just, it's the animals for me. I'm about the animals. Okay. Let me ask you this. It. I'm going to twist that question. I believe you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but what's your favorite taxidermy mount then? Like what's your, like the one mount you look at? Cause this might expose what really is your favorite a little bit. Cause that's I'm, tough too. Cause we're I'm taxidermy a nut. Yeah. We're taxidermy got, guys. In my, in my living room, I think I've got like 56 mounts in my living room and then I've got <laughs> crows, four, armadillos, four, crows. <laughs> and then I've got literally like, you know, I work with Wilson's wildlife artistry in mm-hmm. Crossville, Tennessee. And I think I've got 15 or something at the shop. So no shit. I just love, what, I love what's it. the one you look at and you're like, man, that's that mount just looks good. You know, probably my greatest, probably my greatest trophy size wise is, is, uh, the mule deer that I killed, mm-hmm. um, on the Arizona Strip, it yeah. scores two twenty six, and then this year I shot my biggest bull ever. It's three uh, three seventy five. Shot it with a gun, so it's. I don't know though. It's tough, man. I just love them all. You know, I love yeah. I love taxidermy. I'm an animal nut. He loves mule Ever deer. since ever since I've been a little kid, I've just loved animals, mm-hmm. and so getting my hands on them, whatever it is, if it's a lizard or a turtle or live or, or dead. Yeah, I mean seriously, I just yeah. love animals. I get that. And so I've always I've always been that way and. That's what it's always been about for me is just um, spending time looking at them. You know, when the, people that don't hunt don't understand what it's like to sit in a tree stand, have a bobcat walk under you, have a chickadee yeah. land three feet from your from your head, and you're sitting there watching it. And, you know, you're holding as still as you can so you can watch it as long as you possibly can. Yeah. Watching two squirrels hump in a tree. Yeah. yeah or a right. turkey scratch its balls, you know, whatever. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah. You guys, that's, you the greatest, that. that's the greatest thing for me is just watching those animals and, for and sure. seeing what they do. And, and I think, like, for myself, you know, the biggest advantage to what I've done as a hunter is knowing animal, animal behavior, mm-hmm. knowing where they want to go. You know, whether it's time to get a drink of water or get a bite to eat or if it's if it's the rut or whatever, just learning animals and the way they move and the way they live. Yeah. Um, that's just what I've always loved about hunting is just. For sure. And the final deal, though, is just getting my hands on them and be able to check them out to be able to put my hands on the horns. 
you know, yeah. feel the beard, feel the spurs. If it's an elk, you know, check it out. And then sharing that experience with a camera guy or, you know, just somebody at camp. Yeah. I mean, that's just, there's nothing yeah. greater than that. And, and really, I don't even ever get to hunt by myself anymore. And I don't know that I like to. I mean, I like to mm-hmm. share the experience. It's fun to get it done with a team, turn and high, you know, high five Cohen, our producer or, yeah. or whoever's running camera and then getting back to camp and literally spending time hanging the deer, skinning it, taking all the meat off of it, right. caping it out, you know, boiling the skull. The process. I love it. Yeah. It's just, there's nothing yeah. cooler to me and spending time with that animal. Yeah. We all kill an animal and you take the life of the animal, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, when we're all sitting there together, spending time with it, getting it in the cooler and everything right. that we do at the end, man, mm-hmm. that, to me, that is the greatest part sharing that, and, Yeah, you know, a successful and, hunt and, yeah, and, yeah, and the man. work, the, it, the fun work, putting it in the baggies and throwing it in the cooler and then, and then, and then distributing it to people, you know, cause we're really lucky. You know, we get, we get a lot of meat. We can't eat all the meat that we shoot. So a lot of times we're in rural areas where incomes are low. Yeah. Uh, families need meat, distributing that meat to, to different people and, and then spending that time together, you know, at the end of the, yeah. at the yeah, end of the that's hunt. Awesome. And that's, that's what I love. I mean, it's that, just, yeah. like to a, to a T what you just said, like nothing better. Like when we shoot a whitetail, like maybe Doug will be around a Kerr will be around, you know, like and sharing that with your buddies is awesome. Like, but when I shot that giraffe, like, yeah, all my all hunting there. buddies were like, he shot a giraffe. Like he, Doug was twenty miles away. Like what? I don't like, know where I like, was. Like going to get in a blind, and he's like, I was about to he's, disappear from the face of the yeah. Doug's like, let's get that sucker on the meat pole. <laughs> but I mean, I want his hell out of here. Like yeah. true buddy right here. Like he was going in to jump in a blind to get in a hunt, and he's like, hey, I gotta be there for my boy. He just shot a giraffe. Yep. Ah, yeah. And you know when I wa- like all my buddies were there when I walked up on this thing and like. Everyone got completely silent. I had that moment with the animal. Yep. I cried my eyes out. I'm yep. about to Him cry again. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, though, it's a giraffe. It was intense. And, like, Nothing everyone better. gave me my moment, and then all of a sudden, like, it exploded. We all started hugging, high-fiving. Yeah. It was like. It was awesome. One of the, I, I got chills right one now. Of the, yeah. One of the greatest it. things about yeah. what hunters do is, you know, we're super goal-oriented. So whether that means saving up money to buy a new bow or to buy that piece of ground, or to buy a new ground blind, or to put in a food plot to kill a, right. you know, whether you live, where I live in Minnesota, it's tough hunting. So, you know, guys are pumped as hell. They put in a food plot on their 13 acres and they kill a freaking 60-inch yeah. yeah. buck. You know, the goal, the end goal, whatever you goal, whatever goal that is that you set for yourself, whether it is to buy that new gun or get that piece of property or buy a pecan farm in Georgia or whatever, mm-hmm. goal-oriented oriented people are hunt, hunters. And for sure. that's what... That's what a lot of hunters have in common is is meeting those goals, whether they're big or small, and to share that with the people that are you cl- closest with is, you know, yeah. something that is yeah. so and, and so some, awesome. And something I would add to that that if you don't understand that part of it, it it, it kind of cannibalizes two things. One is there is people that think, well, if I could ever get that hundred seventy inch whitetail. People would love me more, or my wife would love me more, or maybe maybe not that far, or maybe it's worth some <laughs> well, money. You know, yeah, but, but yeah. the reality is, for me, like if you know, knowing how it felt for you to get your giraffe, well, that's something you probably thought about to go to Africa your whole life to do that. Well, whether it's somebody who says, "Well, how could you shoot a giraffe?" or "How could you even go to Africa?" You don't understand. And I got one that is, a lot. <laughs> one is it doesn't it doesn't change you or make you any different that you did 
But if I love you or care for you and understand that that was a goal that you set out for or Kurt set out for, yeah. maybe it was a maybe it was an elk with a bow. Maybe for you it was a bull moose in Yukon with a bow or whatever it might be. Maybe Nick it was a 200-inch whitetail. Does Nick all of a sudden deserve a big check because he got his 200-inch whitetail, which he did in Kansas, a 209, big, giant, free-rolling whitetail? Well, <clears throat> did it make his his worth more valuable? No, but what it did mean was, as I know that's something his whole life that any of us want. So for me, I didn't think any different than Nick. I already knew he was a good hunter, man, mm-hmm. but I hugged him. And like, dude, congratulations, bro. Yeah. And, um, and like, I wish I would have picked this stand instead of you, but congratulations. we And one of the that's things the that I thing wanted to do in that situation literally was – I didn't go to it till he got over there. It was because yeah. I wanted a, to that's share awesome. it with him. You, you root know, for each him. other in this we and yeah. this and this. You did something that you wanted, but that's what they're missing. Yeah. So it doesn't change you when you get these 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 animals or these goals because it is goal oriented. But when somebody or especially a loved one or friend can't be happy for you when it happens because of any certain way that happened that they didn't like, that's wrong. Yeah. And that ain't unconditional sure. love, and that means that person ain't a friend. So I've learned. That you can find plenty of people in the in the in the you know kind of the abyss or the depth and dark places because I think people like that train wreck. Yeah. But when you're making money, you're killing the big deer, you're having fun, your your wife is hot and you got healthy kids. <laughs> My God, the people I love the most. I'm like, man, bro. I mean, I'll get choked up. They're like, man, I, I'm 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 so happy you're crushing it. Yeah, and, dude. And congratulations. Yeah. It's and, funny and you say it the way you said it, and I know we're we're running out of time here. Um, so I want to be conscious of everybody's time, but I think we got we're probably going to all be late for dinner. But um, last year at the Iowa Classic, Austin said that same exact thing. We're all sitting there together at the show because we you know ran the booth yeah. and stuff, and all our wives came to the show. We're all sitting there drinking good bourbon. He looks around. He's like. <laughs> Damn, all our wives are hot, and we're fucking killing it right now. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'm like, and then there's just that, me. And then there's yeah, Doug. There's Doug. Doug's like, yeah. Doug, Doug, you know what Doug did? Doug said, and I've got my own bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Buy it. Hey. I got the best product out there. And he's Doug's he's got a sign that says free mustache ride. <laughs> yeah. Womb broom. <laughs> well, that's what it's about, man. And, and that's yeah. it. And that's that's what true friends are. It's almost like you hear somebody gets a raise. You hear somebody killed that Pope and Young. Yeah. Or maybe got the first bull up with a bow. That's where you're like, bro, when I see you, I'm going to buy you a beer. Yeah, for sure. You know, and 100%. Some people, yeah, it, it didn't change. And, I, and, and that's the number one thing that I think anybody should be deathly afraid of is to kill all these animals and have a dusty, lonely trophy room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting in there maybe with these wall mirrors so they can see their reflection. <laughs> <laughs> and there ain't got a Doug's got mirrors in his trophy yeah. room, but it ain't yeah. just, he just hey, his. You can't drink alone. You can't drink alone. Yeah, you can't drink alone. Yeah, it's like. Damn, I Doug, have... you're looking good, bro. Yeah. Doug's got I... mirrors on his bed frame. I've seen it. That's what these guys do. Let's not get too dark. Let's not get too dark. Those guys that have no friends have to put those big wall mirrors because they have nobody to go drink a bush light with them. It's like, God, boy, I remember when me yeah. and he was there. Yeah. So, uh, so that's, I mean, what is it worth? Dude, it's This deer is dead. It don't love you. It ain't like Pope yeah. Young is coming trying to write you a check for hundred grand <laughs> right. or because everybody's killing big deer. Yeah, yeah. But for me to say, Kurt, you know, if you call me or like when I saw y'all's trip to Africa, man, I was the first to like them things and mm-hmm. like this freaking my boys got those yeah. and made big time. They sent them a bunch of giraffe meat. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. giraffe jerky. Yeah. <laughs> so, but that's what you said, like why don't you like like setting goals? Like Doug is a hammer shoot a one sixty deer. He shoots a one twenty five. Guess what? We're all happier and happier. Yeah, oh yeah. It's, it's a of it, fucking man. party. It's, it's right. a party. It's a party. Right. And so, Boys, 
Cheers thank to you guys. guys. Cheers to you guys. Hey, thank, thank you guys so much yeah, for coming you. back yeah. and the friendship. Congratulations it's been awesome. to y'all success, man. Yeah. Thank I, you. I've seen y'all from you. the beginning. Y'all held y'all y'all done yep. one hell of a job. So stay true. You know what? And y'all y'all gonna this has been so much fun. Y'all gonna twist my arm into going out here at the ATA for the first time in twelve, thirteen years. So hey, let's go we're, party, we're, man. We're, we're gonna go party, but I think I think Come I had a now. I had a reminder on my timeline. I I think the first time we podcast with you guys in person as a group, I think it was six years ago. Wow. Mm-hmm. Does that sound right? That oh, I, I don't know. It might Dude, five years ago. Five, five or six, six. fuck. Whatever, yeah, whatever. Same thing, you know. You idiot. Hey, hey, five years ago. You hey, dumbass. Hey, hey, gold jacket, green jacket, who gives, <laughs> who gives a, a shit? shit? All right, well, let's close her out. Thanks, hey, fellas. Hey, wait, one more you guys. Hey. Yeah. Can we give one more cheers to T-Bone? Yeah, T-Bone. yeah cheers to T-Bone. T-Bone. We miss you, buddy. We miss you, buddy. We love you. He's y'all's biggest fan, too, man. We love that guy. All right, fellas. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you. Peace. Hunt how you want, baby. Yeah.